song with us. You've probably noticed the list of Summer Faith speakers that we have on either side of the foyer. We've enjoyed our speakers so far in June and July. Phil will be speaking to us on Wednesday. And then in August, we are going to begin having Dr. Mike Moss from Lipscomb University. Several of you attend that downtown Bible class, and he'll be doing a five-part study on the book of Philippians. That'll be right here in the auditorium. And so if you'd like to have a textual study for five Wednesday nights of your summer in August, uh, be sure to come here in the auditorium. We'll also be having in the fellowship hall uh, various speakers from the area that will come in and talk about practical Christian living topics on how we can relate to our culture. So we've got two different options for our summer faith in August. And remember that our final meal for the summer faith series will be this coming Wednesday. And this will be a wonderful opportunity to bring your friends and to get them involved in our summer faith series. Obviously, the goal of bringing friends is to tell them the story of Jesus. And tonight, we are going to have our fifth Sunday singing, one Sunday early, and focus on the story of Jesus. Our next Sunday night will be taken up with our back-to-school night, and so that'll be a special time for us to keep our students and teachers and schools in our prayers. But as we focus on, on singing tonight, we're going to especially be singing through the life of Christ. We'll sing songs that will tell us about the birth of Christ, songs that will remind us of the ministry of Jesus, songs that will remind us of His sacrifice, and then some of our older, beloved hymns that remind us of the significance of Christ and the fact that He is still with us. And so I would encourage all of us as we sing these songs, many of them will be familiar. There'll be songs that we might, may even have sung for years. Let's really focus on the words. We're going to go through the life of Christ, the gospel in song. And that's a very powerful thing that we'll be doing together as a body of believers. And so let's really focus on the words. And Carrie Smith and Hollis McKinley will be helping us focus our minds as we do that. Carrie is going to come and lead us and tell me the story of Jesus. And that's our theme for the night. Tell me the story of Jesus. After that, we'll have our opening prayer. And then Carrie will continue our worship and song. Please turn to number 387. 387.
Will you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day and the many blessings that you've given us. Lord, thank you for all the material blessings and spiritual blessings that were given each day. Lord, please let us never take those for granted. Dear Lord, we come tonight to ask you to be with the sick and be with the families who have lost loved ones. Lord, we ask you that you comfort them and be with them and give them strength. Lord, we ask a special prayer tonight for Susan Bowman as she is recovering in ICU from a terrible car wreck. Dear Lord, be with her and watch over her, keep her safe. Dear Lord, please forgive us from our sins and watch over us and help us to be the kind of examples that we need to be to the people around us and let them see you living in us. Lord, we ask you to watch over us and keep us safe and save us home with you in heaven. In Christ's name, amen. Please turn number 1018, number 1018. Pages over number thousand and five, a thousand and five. And if it's convenient for you to stand, please stand with me on this song, one thousand and five.
focused on Jesus' birth, we'll now focus on his ministry. If you would, turn to number 730. 730. Reminded of the way Jesus himself described his ministry on earth. together.
If you would please turn to number 377. 377. This is a newer song we learned a few months ago, but it's a beautiful reminder of what Jesus did when he was on this earth. 377. Number 
you'd like to go ahead and put a marker in That will be our invitation song this evening, number 470. As we've sung about the sacrifice of Jesus, let's sing a few songs that remind us of the fact that He is still with us. Number 607. 
to the words that we've been singing tonight. We've sung about the birth of our Savior. We've sung about the miracles that Jesus performed during his ministry and the service he provided. And we've also focused on the sacrifice we see not only in the garden and at the cross, but also the glory we see of his resurrection, knowing that he'll always be with us. I think one of the most significant things that I witnessed on our recent trip to the Ukraine is when we worshiped with that small congregation that we support in Krasnoarmysk, we were in a room that was about the size of the library, probably a little bit smaller than our library right there, and that's where the congregation met. And we all sat down, and the members were very warm, and they greeted us lovingly and kindly. We sat down and we began worship. And we had songbooks that had the words in English and also the words in Russian and Ukrainian on the other side. There were familiar hymns, there were tunes that we knew, and we could easily recognize what English words went along with that. But I think for the first two or three songs, I don't think I was even able to hear myself singing. That small group of ladies and a couple of men sang out so loudly and so strongly and with such conviction it really was amazing there in that small room to listen to what they were singing. It was also amazing to sing songs like When I Surveyed the Wondrous Cross and to realize they were singing it in Russian, we were singing it in English, but we were all serving the same Savior, the same sacrifice, 
When we took the Lord's Supper, we were all gathering around the same table, serving the same Lord as a part of the same body. It really was amazing. And it made me not only appreciate what we have here in this congregation, but it gave me a whole new appreciation for the faith of those members of the church. When we sing together, it's very, very powerful. And when we sing, it's something that goes far beyond the words or far beyond the, the tune. It's worship we're offering to our Father. And uh, when we worship Him, He is the audience, and we are worshiping Him in the way that He wants us to. And so hopefully, uh, we've been able to, to tonight have a renewed sense of understanding the words that we've sung, thinking about the story of Jesus. Author Fred Craddock tells the story of playing hide-and-seek when he was a child. I'm sure most of us have played hide-and-seek at some point in our lives. And he said that he wanted to be so good at hide-and-seek that he would find a spot where his older sister could never find him. And she was pretty good at hunting him down. But finally, he found one place to hide where he knew that there was no way that she would ever find him. And you can imagine, you've been in that situation before. You've been in the hiding spot as a young child, and you're hiding there, and you're thinking of the person who is looking after you, and he, he was kind of laughing to himself, and he said, oh, I've got her now. There's no way she can find me. And more time passes, and you imagine, boy, she must really be looking for me. She's looking hard, you know, and he was kind of grinning to himself. And then he says the smile began to fade a little bit, and it dawned on him that she really doesn't know where I am. She could possibly never find me. And he had to ask himself the question, did he want to be hidden or did he want to be found? Did he want someone to find him? I think the same thing is true for us. When we come to the gospel, we have to ask ourselves the question, what do we want? Let me read to you some statements from a man who was found quite literally on the road to Damascus by Jesus. And he was persecuting those who were serving Jesus. But Saul, on his way to Damascus, was blinded by a light and struck by not only a vision of Christ, but a message. And look at what Paul went on later to say in life. I'll be reading some selected verses, verses from Philippians 2 and also from Philippians 3. He who persecuted the followers of Jesus would go on to say this. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. And he would also say this, But whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as loss for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them but rubbish, so that I may gain Christ and may be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, 
forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. We think about the words of one who was found by Jesus, found by the message of Jesus' life, his sacrifice, and his resurrection. Every one of us today, as we've, as we've sung through the gospel, we have received the message of Christ. We've sung the story of Christ. And it's not a fictional story. It's history. And it's a story that we can become a part of by becoming a part of Christ's body. We can be found. And if you're here tonight and you feel as if you're hidden from God and you want to be found, the good news is it's open to every single soul. All we have to do is submit our will to God's. To decide that we are going to change our life, not only a belief that we state verbally, but one that we live out in submission to God's will. We're buried with him in baptism. We rise up and we walk a new life. And Jesus is always with us, just as we've sung about tonight. If you feel tonight as if you are hidden and want to be found, this is a wonderful opportunity with a group of Christians to come forward and to become a part of that family. If you already are a part of that family, and maybe you feel like you've been hiding from God, trying to hide some things in your life that have really troubled you, really discouraged you, this would also be a wonderful time to come forward to make that need known. We've sung through the gospel. The gospel is real for every one of us. It's power, and its power lies not in those who proclaim it or those who sing it or those of us who tell others about it, but the power lies in God who works through it. And so if there's anything that we can help you with tonight, please come as we stand and as we sing together.